<laughs> We're recording. <laughs> We're live. Well, we're live right now. <laughs> okay, everybody. So, um, we did this yesterday. <laughs> like, like literally yesterday, we sat down and like record. Or was it yesterday or the day before? It was the day before. It was the day before that. Yeah. Yeah. We did this Thursday. We sat down. We got on an anchor call and like started recording everything. And it just, oh, <laughs> it, it did that. It flopped. Um, so, welcome finally to the first official episode of Bjornigan Heathens. I'm here today with our, uh, I guess, temporary co-host, or I don't, I don't know if, if temporary co-host, yeah. possible co-host, yeah, the uh, guy that's gonna be here a lot of the time. Yeah, Gothi, Gothi, Cody. Uh, so, Cody, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi there. I am Cody. I am the Gothi of Bjorn 8. I am what I like to call a baby Gothi because I'm still in training and learning pretty much along with my chieftain. been studying for about six months. I've been part of the faith for a lot longer than that. But we're getting, we're getting where we're supposed to be at. For sure. Getting ready. For sure. Uh, so yeah, that's our podcast episode. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I knew, I told you I was going to use it. Um, so uh, what we're here to talk about today is actually uh, Yggdrasil and the inhabitants that live in Yggdrasil. Uh, so we're gonna kind of go over like what different realms reside in Yggdrasil, where Yggdrasil is actually at. And uh, what kind of like actual creatures live in its branches or you know around it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I guess if we're talking about Yggdrasil, it'd probably be a good idea to start at the very top and work our way down. We um, want to start with the uh, the uh, realms of Yggdrasil first, and then go to the inner workings of it. Or- yeah, let's let's work on let's do the realms, and then we'll and then we'll move on to the uh, the actual inhabitants. Yeah. I know, I know a little bit about the inhabitants. I know more about the realms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got the nine realms of Yggdrasil. Uh, we have Asgard, Vanaheim, uh, Midgard, where we are, Jotunheim, Alfheim, Svartalfheim, Muspelheim, Niflheim, and Helheim. So, I mean, being Norse pagans, I guarantee that everybody has at least heard those at least once. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess starting with the most obvious, like what everybody knows would be Asgard. Um, so that's the realm of the high gods, right? The, the the Aesir, yeah, the Aesir of, uh, uh, the Aesir tribe of gods. Um, and then Vanaheim would obviously be the Vanir. Mm -hmm. They're the more, uh, earthy, uh, amongst the men kind of gods. Right. So, and actually that was, that, that actually brings up a good point. We are going to like share a little bit of our UPG. Um, so I mean, starting off with UPG, my personal feelings are like the Acer gods are like things about mankind, but personified. So like Odin personifies men, mankind's need for, for one, a strong leader, um, but for two, you know, uh, wandering and, and, and gathering that knowledge. Like we see throughout history all the time, uh, mankind going from place to place to place, whether it be just for sheer exploration uh, or whether it be for, you know, conquering, uh, you know, it's, it's just like a historic impossibility to say that, that man does not like to wander. Um, 
you know, and the same, the same goes for, for Thor, you know, he's, yes, he's the God of thunder and it's a nature element. It's a natural element, but at the same time, you also have to think he's, he's also a defender of man from those natural things, those, those natural forces, which we call the Jotnar. Um, So, you know, mankind likes to defend itself from the Jotnar. We like to defend ourselves from, you know, snow and ice and, and fire and, uh, you know, just the natural, the, the, the natural things that, that come, you know, the natural hardships that come with being on Midgard. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my opinion on the Ace here. And then like with the Vanir, like Cody said, they're, they're more the, the nature in tuned, like basically the way I see it is. Um, they're more what the, the uh, what we people strive to have. Right. Yeah. So, so the Ace here are how humanity affects nature and the Vanir are how nature affects humanity. Um, you know, how we, how we like correspond together, you know, cause, cause humanity is its own, is its own being its own essence. Mm-hmm. And the Jotnar uh, are the essence of, you know, the chaotic forces of nature. So the Aesir and the Vanir are kind of like that bridge between humanity and the Jotnar. Uh, they, they show how we affect nature and nature affects us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my opinion on the Aesir and Vanir. I, I actually like that opinion. That's a really good one. Which and I mean that would also kind of make sense and explain why there was a war between the Aesir and Vanir. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, for one, you know, mankind's always at war with one another. So there, you know, whenever whenever we're telling our histories and telling our stories and and making our mythos, there has to be that human element in there. Mm-hmm. So what better human element than you know the gods of war and the gods of you know industrial progress mm-hmm. going to battle against the gods of a naturalistic lifestyle? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the so that's that's Asgard and Vanaheim. Uh, what was the one after that? Uh, we have Midgard. That's us. The, yeah. the middle realm where Earth is, all that such. The fun, the fun people. The fun people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, well, uh, yeah. I was I was about to say the imperfect people because <laughs> because oh I've got that. I've still got that Christian. Um, you know that Christian programming where oh, like yeah. our gods are greater than us and we're imperfect and we need to strive to be like them. But that's something I love about Norse paganism. It's yeah. like, you know, our gods are just as imperfect as us. No, Odin Midgard, fucks up on a daily basis. <laughs> Midgard is just the mortal realm. It's just where everyone, where the rest of us went. Right. Well, it's it's kind of like it's kind of the playground of the gods. That's, it really is <laughs> that's what I get when I read the, the story. The giants, all of them. Just, yeah. It's just you know, let's go to Midgard for the summer. Guys. Let's <laughs> yeah. just I think it's time for a summer vacay. Let's just go down there and fuck it up. Um, but no, that's the idea that I got whenever, you know, they tell the story of Odin, Billy, and Bay making Midgard. Mm-hmm. It's like they were bored as fuck in, uh, with just the three locations of Ginnungaga, uh, Muspelheim, and Niflheim. Mm-hmm. They were bored as fuck, so they were like, fuck it, let's, uh, let's make something cool. And right? they threw together Midgard out of the body parts of the... I mean, you're stuck just yeah. falling through <laughs> space, go someplace really hot, or go someplace really cold. Right, yeah. Fuck that, let's go Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we have Jotunheim. This is the this is the realm of the. This is of, Thor's playground. Thor's playground. The, well, <laughs> this is more of his gym. This is his workout spot. It's where he gets swole. strong. Yeah. Uh, Jotunheim. It's more where the earthen giants are, the stone, the rock giants, stone giants, all those kinds of people. And that's just. I mean, that's where a lot of the stories take place. If you, a lot of the pagans that listen to it, they hear the story of going. To Jotunheim, to a hall. Odin getting, uh, not Odin. Thor getting his hammer back, dressed up as Freya. Well, Odin, actually, he was butt naked when he got it back. So. Well, yeah, he's butt naked. <laughs> he's excited. He's like, aha! 
rips off the dress. So that's another <laughs> thing I wanted to ask you about, though. Um, like Marvel movies, y'all are gonna hate me for bringing this up. Uh, Marvel movies, every time it depicts a Jotun or or, or the Jotnar in general, it's always an ice Jotun. So Jotunheim isn't really even it's ice Jotun. Cold. It's just it's, like, it's not ice Jotnar or fire Jotnar. It's 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 just it's basically just bigger Midgard. It's just you know fields bigger bigger Midgard bigger Midgard. I mean that's the best way I can describe it. Right. Well, and the I've beings are the beings are made of rock instead of yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's another thing that I feel like gets overlooked is you know the the source material that we can actually like kind of derive that it's it's Earth Jotnar instead of fire and ice is we look at <clears throat> sorry pardon me we look at the story of uh, Thor's home gang with the mm-hmm. flint giant yep and he's from Jotunheim yep but like whenever we look at the stories of you know the, the Jotnar coming from Muspelheim or from uh uh Niflheim, Niflheim yeah it's always like towards the end of days like like those the fire giants and ice giants don't really venture out from their realms really well I mean much. the thing about it, they can't really venture out of the realms because you get you get some Ice giants coming into like uh, Southwest Missouri. Southwest Missouri humidity—they just <laughs> melt. You see their blue skin just just dripping on the ground. I'm sure we'll be happy for the rain, but I mean, so so like, what's to do with the fire Jotnar though? Because the fire Jotnar can pretty much go anywhere other than the ocean. Well, I mean, the fire Jotnar are I they mean, like trapped in there? Or are they bound to to Muspelheim? I don't. I know Surtur. The guy who brings up upon Ragnarok with all the other ones. Yeah, he, the one who like actually destroys the big fire giant. Um, that's the only story I know about him is that he just comes and destroys. I think they're just content in their planes of existence, kind of like how we are. They're just kind of big chilling there. They're just kind of big chilling there, waiting for their time to come out, do stuff. I mean, when you're when you're in a comfortable spot, you're not going to move. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of why we don't really ever see any stories about Thor traveling to Muspelheim or Niflheim. Yeah. Is because those ones, those two respective giant species, aren't exactly like venturing out and like trying to take over Asgard. But the Earth Giants, you know, the 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 rock giants, they're yeah. they're like they're kind of everywhere. They got there. It is. I mean, might as well. I mean, if you're going to go to a place, you're going to go place that's familiar. So Midgard, you got to go there. But right. I mean, there's also this. There's uh, the reason why we cer- celebrate certain holidays is because certain giants like uh, winter time comes in. Uh huh. That's when. More Jotun, more ice giants come closer to Midgard. Right. And come springtime, there's a holiday where we celebrate Thor because he's fighting the giants back, bringing us spring. Right. And that's just a story I've read, or at least a, a source I've read. I don't have a source with me. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but that's what I've read about that certain holiday. Okay. Okay. I don't know what holiday that is. I, I can't remember what it is. I, I You would think with me being the chieftain, like being in charge of so doing our holiday, like throwing our holidays. <laughs> But uh, but no, like, I just, I find it weird that we don't have any stories of him traveling to those different realms. That's kind of throws me off. And now you have to bring it up, you're right. Now I have to do more research on that. See if there's something actually. There might actually be some stories that we just haven't read. Yeah. That's the problem with this, because we got to do so much research to find stuff. <laughs> Religion of homework. Religion of um, uh, Next one. Uh, Alfheim. So, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this. If you played video games, you know what you know. Alfheim. Well, yeah, it's I watched. Like, I watched Sword Art Online. Yeah, you watched Sword Art Online. That they have wings. They're really small. They fly around everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they the weird pointy ears, <laughs> fairy people. Um, Alfheim is the home of the light elves. Mm-hmm. And uh, Svartal Alfheim. Svart Alfheim. Svartalfheim, yeah. It, like anti Alfheim. Yeah. yeah. 
um, is the home of the Dark Elves or Dwarves. It depends yeah. on the translation, who's reading it. So it's Dwarfheim. Dwarfheim. It's basically Dwarfheim. Okay. And that's the, that's the fun stuff is Alfheim, Svart Alfheim. I just enjoy that because it's like saying, you know, Elf World, anti-Elf World. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, the beings of Alfheim. Uh, I do I do want to, like, throw this in there. Alfheim is actually lorded over by Freyr. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, the realm of Alfheim was given to Freyr as a tooth-cutting gift or a teething gift when he was born. Oh. You didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. When he was when he was born, Svaltor, or uh, Alfheim was given to Freyr as a as a baby shower present, basically. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember who gave it to him, but yeah, that that's a thing. So like rules over the elves. The the elves, the Alfar, they they like they hold Freyr above all else. Like they, they don't really look at Odin as the chief of the gods. They look at Freyr as the lord of their entire realm. So. And- Christian thought like maybe maybe we're in Alfheim. Maybe, maybe we're in Alfheim. Alfheim. Yeah. Maybe we're in Alfheim and Yahweh is actually fair. Right. We're the Alfar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Sparks Alfheim, another cool one about that is like all of its denizens live underground. There's uh-huh. no above ground in Sparks Alfheim. That's where the belief of the dwarves came in. It's because they dwarves, you know dwarves, they're all underground crafting and a lot right. of people, like if you if you watch like lord of the rings or if you played skyrim like the the dwemer are based off of old stories of dwarves the mm-hmm. dwarves in lord of the rings actually uh tolkien took a lot of their inspiration for the lord of the rings books from norse mythology and i think in one of the stories that loki did go to spalto alfheim to talk to the dwarves uh brock and atri atri and then the, the sons of Ivaldi. yeah yeah i don't so, i don't remember the sons of Ivaldi. I, I remember brock and atri though because those uh uh, Atri was the one who, for who, who forged the stuff, and Brock was well. He he forged um he forged the the rope that bound Fender. Yes, Atri Atri. Well, well, the story it was um, Loki messed up. Everyone knows Loki messes up, and he shaved he shaved Sif's hair off. Shaved Sif's hair off. So he goes to Svalta Alfheim, scared for his life because Thor threatened him. Uh, you you need to let them know what the threat was. Okay. Thor threatened so, to break every bone in this man's body every single day for eternity. And the, my favorite <laughs> quote was, I'm, it's going to take a, a long time at first, but once I get used to it, those two hours become two minutes. So every day, I'm going to bust your, bust your bones up so quick, I'm just going to go about my day. Right, yeah. So eventually, it's not going to be a chore. It's, it's going to be, be, it's it's gonna be like putting your shoes on. Yeah. And uh, Loki, I mean, I'd freak out from that, too. He goes to Svalda Elfheim and finds the dwarves. And he says, hey, can you make some stuff about so we can save, so I don't get my butt handed to me? Oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to say. Forgive me. He uh, tells them that the giant, the gods want some gifts and stuff, the competition. And Brock and... Uh, he did, he did the classic, like, Rochambeau. He he yeah. went to the Sons of Ivaldi and told the Sons of Ivaldi that Brock and Atri said they, said were, they were better. And then he went to Brock and Atri and told them that the Sons of Ivaldi said they were better and basically goaded both families into, like, a blood feud-style mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. And the Sons of Ivaldi created Sif's hair, Sif's golden, beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. Um, the spear... Uh, name again. Gungir. Gungir. And uh, a ship for Freya. 
Yeah, but it wasn't just a ship. It was like a cloth. It's a like cloth. It, it folded up into a pocket cloth, and then wherever you unfold it, like so it many times, it becomes can, a full-size ship. And you can fold the ship back down to the pocket cloth. Yeah. Which I would love to have. Mm-hmm. And then you have Brock and, uh, say his name again. I can never say his name. Atree? Atree. Atree. Um, they like, okay. It's spelled E-I, so it's like weird. You want to say Atree, but it's uh-huh. pronounced Atree. Atree. And uh, Brock and Atree made um, the Dripnir for Odin. Dropnir. Dropnir? Dropnir. Dropnir. Um, the boar, the golden boar for Freyr, and Mjolnir, everyone's favorite weapon. Go Marvel! Go <laughs> Marvel. Oh my god, Chris Hemsworth! Mjolnir for, for Thor. And the stipulation was, if Brock and Atri won, they got Loki's head to pick his brain part. Fun stuff. They, of course, you know how, the, I mean, a lot of you People have probably read the story. It goes. It, it goes like they they. You can get my head, but you can't harm my neck. Yeah, they they completed the competition. Uh, Loki did his little trickster shit and mm-hmm. fucked up Mjolnir, so it wasn't a full size warhammer. It was you know the handle was too short. Um, but in the end, like Thor was still happy with it because of like the, all the different features that they put into it. Like mm-hmm. the fact it uh, actually that story is kind of where uh, a lot of the idea of why why we wear Mjolnir necklaces came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in the story, it says that it can shrink down to the size of a necklace pin and he can wear it as a necklace on his, on his, on his, on his neck. I always thought he just kind of carried it around. Yeah. No, no, it what? shrinks down to a necklace pin and he wears the actual Mjolnir on a necklace around his neck. And I then whenever he gets that. ready to take, to go into battle, he just takes his necklace off and it turns into Mjolnir. That's wild. But yeah, that's like one of the base stories of why heathens wear Mjolnirs. Um, and then, uh, but like, the gods decided that Brock and Atri were like the winners of the competition. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to collect your head. And Loki said, well, the deal was for my head, but you can't damage my neck because uh-huh. that doesn't belong to you. Monkey's fault crap. And, and Odin, Odin was like, no, no, it makes sense. Seems legit. <laughs> say, yeah, he, he's right. Fuck off. All right. So after, uh, the Svartalfheim, we've got what? Uh, Muspelheim, Mifelheim, and Helheim. And those are all kind of like on the same level, right? Yeah, they're basically around the same level because Moose, everyone knows Muspelheim and Niflheim. They're the for, they were the primordial realms. Yeah, that helped make mid. Well, well, two two of the three. There was also Inu and Gagap, the yeah. the yawning void. Uncle Bubba, Uncle Bubba, Uncle Bubba, Uncle Bubba. Okay, so uh, sorry about that. We had to take a short break. Uh, Adam and Raven just got home, so uh, we're going to have them sit in. And if they have any questions as we're going, we're just going to answer those as they crop up. So, uh, I don't remember where we were at. We were talking about Muspelheim and Niflheim. Okay, go ahead. So, everyone knows Muspelheim and Niflheim. Uh, their first two, well, besides Ganoon and Gagab, which is technically part of Yggdrasil as well. And I forgot to write that down. But now we have that established. <laughs> um the creation, everyone knows creation, is Muspelheim and Niflheim blended together into Ganungagap. 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 I learned that name because of the Ymir song. <laughs> <laughs> and outsprocked a cow and uh, Ymir, which helped carve Midgard. So do go full, full circle on that one. Okay. Yeah. So Muspelheim is the land of fire. It's where the fire giants reside. Um, and then Niflheim is the land of ice. It's where the ice giants reside. 
Uh, and then, like Cody said, the the frost from Niflheim and the sparks from Muspelheim came together, and uh, that's what sparked uh, life in Ginnungagap. So, but I'm sorry, are, I get talking about I get talking about the lore of it. And I just want to tell the stories, right? Um, we'll do we'll do story time on another episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, on the same like level uh, plane of existence, I don't really know how to say it, but like the same level of the tree uh, is also Helheim, um, which is you know the the realm of the dead, uh, lorded over by the goddess Hela. Uh, it was gifted to her whenever Odin found out that Loki had the three children, Hela, Fenrir, and, and Jormungandr. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Yep. And so that covers the nine realms of Yggdrasil. And so let me move on to the inhabitants. And oh. Before we move on, I yeah. do want to mention, uh, so, like, everybody's always talking about how, like, Valhalla is a realm uh, of the dead and, and, and uh, uh, you know, talking about, uh, there's no such thing as eternal torment in Norse paganism. Um, let's just like address those right now really quick while we're on the topic of Helheim. Uh, so Valhalla is actually in Asgard. It like resides in Asgard. It's Odin's hall in Asgard. That's like specifically reserved for the second half of the honorable slain off the battlefield. There are like specific requirements for you to actually get into Valhalla. Um, and you have to be unlucky enough to be passed over by Freya when she picks her half of the fallen honorable dead. So, like, just get that memorized. Like, get that in your head. Like, Valhalla, everybody doesn't go to Valhalla. Like, your general common man, if he dies of old age and sickness, is not going to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to end up in his ancestral hall in Helheim. Mm-hmm. Now for, like, the the the, the bad people, uh, rapists, murderers, uh, and uh, uh, it's also said oath breakers and men who sleep with other men's wives. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, like, 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 like a like, like the... cis, like a cisgender monogamous relationship, and the wife goes and cheats. The wife is going to go to the bad place, which is called Nostrom. That is in Helheim. It's not its own realm. It's in Helheim. Uh, and it's actually at the furthest reach of Helheim, closest to Niflheim. Um, so it's it's always like dark and fucking cold. Uh, it's said that the rays of the sun cannot even reach Niflheim, or I mean, uh, 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 the strong. Um, and that's also like the the residence of uh, the dragon Nidhogg, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll we'll actually talk about him a little bit uh, in relation to the inhabitants of the Tree of Life. Yeah, but um. He uh, his job there in Nestrand is basically like if they're not sitting in the hall made for a, roofed with shattered shields and you know held up by splintered spears, being dripped on by the venom that drips out of Nidhogg's mouth. If they're not sitting in the hall having a bad day or waiting in the poisonous river that runs through Nestrand having a bad day, they're being devoured by the dragon Nidhogg in Nestrand having a really fucking bad day. So, continuous bad days. Just continuous bad days. Like if you if you fall into the unlucky group of people that has to go to the bad place in the Norse afterlife, that's what you're gonna do. You're either gonna sit in a hall and have uh, dragon venom dripping on your head. You're gonna be wading waist deep in the coldest river there is that flows poisonously, or you're gonna be getting your ass ate by a giant pissed off dragon. So. 
<laughs> don't be a shitbag in our religion, basically. But that that covers the realms. Uh, we can continue on now. Yeah, we we can carry we, we can carry on. We have to establish. We have to establish there is a bad place. Stop telling people there's not a bad place, and don't be a shitty human. <laughs> so, uh, so we're moving on to uh, going to denizens of Yggdrasil. Are we going to start back at the top, or are we going to work from? Oh yeah, let's go back to the top. Okay. It's always fun to go up and down. I will uh, point out also um, what I what I like about our you know bad place is that um, you know in, in in beliefs the bad place is like if you don't uphold to like a certain like societal norm to that religion mm-hmm. you go to the bad place but this one you actually have to be a bad person to go to the bad right place. Mm-hmm. right so, it, 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 with this specific one like like with the bad place in our religion. It's not like, oh, don't have premarital sex. Oh, don't do this. Oh, don't put tattoos on your skin. No, it's like, don't be a murderer. Don't eat don't, pork. Don't diddle kids. Don't, don't fucking... Don't be a murderous, rapist, <laughs> douchebag. Yeah, like, like ours is like actual bad shit. Like, you have to be a horrible creature to get to the bad place in, in our afterlife. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I agree. That is that is one of the awesome Very things. Very good. Uh, so, starting at the top of Yggdrasil, with its inhabitants, who do we have? So, we have the... The eagle, the giant eagle. A lot of the things say it doesn't have a name, but at, it's also it is referenced and it's pronounced Verderfolnir. Verderfolnir, yeah. I can't. Verderfolnir. Verderfolnir. It's translated as the pale storm. The pale storm. Okay. And cool thing about this dra- the eagle, almost called him a dragon, <laughs> um, is the winds that it gives off. It gives off. I want to say the basic primordial wind. Every time it flaps its wings, this this bird is so huge. One flap of it, kid, it's like typhoon levels. And that's just without even trying. And that just kind of that like provides all the wind to all the nine realms, right? Yep. That's where the wind comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think if we're going to talk about the eagle, we have to talk about his relationship to the squirrel and uh, Nidhogg. Uh, oh yeah, overall. for sure. The 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 what is it like? The fun little triad that's. The, uh, the 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 eternal little, soap opera. The, the weird little menagerie. <laughs> the the eternal the eternal soap opera that is uh, the eagle, yeah, Radatosk, so. and um, uh, Nidhogg. Dramatic furry party so. going on. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the, the eagle at the top, and I'm gonna we're gonna skip right to Radatosker. That's that squirrel, that little chatty squirrel who is more of the messenger. For Yggdrasil, he travels word through, back and forth from, uh, the eagle and Nidhogg, back and forth. He just, he and other. But it's not it's not like you know passing notes in class. It's not no. like a game of telephone where like the eagle says something good to you know inform yeah. Nidhogg. It's like the the squirrel is the messenger of insults. Like he runs up and down Yggdrasil, mm-hmm. basically just dropping insults to the eagle from Nidhogg, and then going back down to Nidhogg and dropping insults to the to Nidhogg from the eagle. Eagle says a bitch. And there and there's times exactly. where sometimes there's not even insults being said. So Red Tusker, the constant shitster, will just make something up. So so basically, you could say he's driving the eagle and Nidhogg nuts. Yep, he's. He's the tormentor. Did you see what I did there? The squirrels drive them nuts. Oh, so funny! So much. Hey, in post, I'm gonna add in applause right after that. That way, sweet, awesome. Because I do, I do, I earn that. And we go, we keep going down. We go down the bark tree, 
we hit Needhog. We talked about Needhog. The whole guy who reigns over, can't pronounce that word. Nestrond. Thank you. And, uh, you know, drips stuff. And he also gnaws at the roots of Yggdrasil as well. Right. That's so, a lot of the depictions you see in the pictures. You see him just chewing on the roots. So if we can get real for a minute, and let's bring back that, that UPG that I was talking about. My opinion on this is Radatosk isn't just, like, a shit stir. He, he, like, ensures that Nidhogg stays pissed off so he can always, like, dole out that anger to the denizens of Nestrom. Uh, and, like, use that anger to actually torment and punish them the way they should be. Uh, and at the same time, like, we kind of rely on wind for a lot of things. Especially in modern day, we've got uh, uh, wind power, like, mm-hmm. like, wind, like turbines. wind turbines for electricity. So I feel like, even though he's being a shithead and being a shitster, Rathatosk is is providing a much-needed service by keeping the eagle pissed off. Because the reason the eagle flaps his wings is he's trying to knock branches out of Yggdrasil to drop them on Nidhogg mm-hmm. to harm him for the insults. Now, I don't understand why Ratatosker is wanting Needhog to gnaw on the roots of the tree, but, like, Needhog's gnawing on the roots of the tree is actually poisoning, poisoning Yggdrasil over time uh, because he's basically trying to knock Yggdrasil down with the eagle tangled in its branches mm-hmm. to kill the eagle for slaying insults at him. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's that. Yep. Yeah. Stop blowing holes in my ship! Stop blowing holes in my ship! <laughs> And then we uh, we moving on to the four stag. I always this is one of my favorite. The now four stags. The four stags. I don't know why. The more I research it, the more I just enjoy the four stags. These four guys. I'm sorry for pronunciation. I cannot pronounce things for to save my life. Is anybody here good at pronouncing Icelandic names? Uh, <laughs> I've tried. I'm still, I'm still like. That's a negative ghost, right? Hey, it, it, it's it's hard for me to pronounce some of the runes. So, uh, so we have the four stems, and Chieftain's going to help me out with this. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this one is Dane, Duneir, and Dunrathor. See, I wouldn't have been even close. Dunrathor, not Dunrathor, So, Dane, Dvalin, Dun, Dunyer, and Durathor. Yep. Okay. And these four stags, these are the, I think I would say, more majestic of the pe- creatures on the... They, they sound like dwarven names from Lord of the Rings. They do. Well, that, I mean, there could come to a tie-in because of there is the four dwarves who hold up the sky. The of Durin. Well, Durin's one of the names, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Dane. Um, Dvalin. Durin. I know I've heard Dvalin in Lord well, of the Rings. So, I, mean, I we know can, I've heard Dvalin. In we can work around that back to the... On another episode, we can talk about the list of dwarves that was given. And Tolkien has used a lot of those names. And that's so great. But the the, the four stags, they are they sit on the branches. They kind of run run, run around on the branches of Yggdrasil and eat the foliage. And the cool thing is when they crane their necks up to bite on the leaves and get food, excuse me, from their antlers drips are rivers or the flowing of water. I'm actually trying to find the names of those rivers right now so we can list those as well. Yeah. But that's why I think that's the most majestic thing because you see just these beautiful stags reaching up and as they reach up to eat, you just see water flowing from their antlers and flowing down into the worlds. I mean, that just I just thought that's pretty cool imagery for me. Right. And to and also uh, to keep continue on with what's in the uh, creatures of it, Jormungandr. Oh, 
Did you know that the gods go to Yggdrasil daily to assemble their traditional governing assemblies, assemblies called things? Huh. I didn't know that. Is that? So I, we I learn every know. we learn together. every day. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Uh, so Jormungandr. Everyone knows of the Jormungandr, the giant world serpent who stretched all the way around Midgard. Big fuck off snake. Big fuck off snake. Thor uh, loves the piss off every time. Only two stories he's in there where he actually pisses off Jormungandr. <laughs> Big fuck off. Jormungandr is considered a part of it because he's wrapped around Midgard, and Midgard being the center of Yggdrasil. Very vain of us to say, but it's the facts. Well, we are the center of the universe, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Jormungandr. Okay, we're going. Uh, and so, I mean, you have all those creatures of uh, Yggdrasil, and there's also the uh, the small few denizen, actual denizens of it. Um, there's three wells at oh, uh, hang on, right for it, uh, near the bottom of Yggdrasil. So it's it's said that the roots stretch into three specific wells. Yeah. Um, uh, I had one is Udarbrunner in the heavens. Mm-hmm. One is the spring Fergelmir, and the other is a well, Mimi's Brunner. Yep, Mimi's so, well. Uh, Ular Brunner, I want to say, is the one in Valhall, maybe? No, that is the Norns well. That's the Norns, yeah, the yeah. well of the Norns. Well of the Norns. Uh, it says uh, Uthar Brunner, uh, or the well of Uther, or Urder, uh, either referring to a Germanic concept of fate, Urder, or the Norn named Urther, as a well in Norse mythology. Uh, Urtherbrunner is attested to in the Poetic Edda compiled in the 13th century from earlier traditional sources, and the Prose Edda written in the 13th century by Snorri Sturluson. In both sources, the well lies beneath the world tree Yggdrasil and is associated with a trio of Norns, Urther, Verdandi, and Skold. In the Prose Edda, Urtherbrunner is cited as one of three wells existing beneath the tree roots of Yggdrasil uh, that reach into three distant different lands the other two wells being yeah we already talked about that uh, 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 yeah yeah so yeah it's the well of the norns i don't know what it does what was that website you read that from oh that was on wikipedia wikipedia but it cited uh both the poetic and pro setters okay yep by story so <clears throat> so those are the wells and i think we talked about fergal Mirror. Oh yeah, that's the bubbling boiling spring. Yeah, that's the hot. That's oh, that's the hang on. Uh, hang on. I had to have it going. The primordial soup. That's where Yggdrasil sprouts from. Okay, yeah. That's like so that's that's the, the water that collected at the bottom of Gino and Gagap. Um it's, good, good, good it's the good soup. Good soup. <laughs> um but uh that's the that's that's like wherever the frost from uh, Niflheim met the spark from Muspelheim, and like that's like all the water that collected from the ice melting. Mm-hmm. So that's primordial primordial good soup. The primordial good soup. Yeah. So, uh, and then good. we all know what we all know what Mimi's Brunner is. Mimi's Brunner literally means Mimir's well. It's where Odin went and sacrificed his eye for the gift of foresight and wisdom. Or foresight and knowledge. Yeah, foresight and knowledge. Foresight and knowledge of the future. And uh, where Ymir's head now resides. 
Mimir's head. Huh? Mimir's head. Mimir's head. I keep doing that. Yeah, Emir. Emir is the one that the they tore giant. apart and made yeah. Midgard from, and then Mimir is. It's the Mimir. It's yeah. the Mir part. Yeah, Mimir is um, Odin's uncle. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Mimir is Odin's uncle. I forget that. I know Bor is Odin's father. Yeah, Bor and Bestla are Odin's father and mother, and Mimir is Bestla's brother. Wow. See, you've learned something new every day. <laughs> but, I mean, so that's the denizens would the, of... Would the Norns be considered, like, residents of Yggdrasil, or do they just kind of inhabit their I own would say, space? I would say they're residents of Yggdrasil because... They live outside of the cosmic order? Kind of. But also, didn't Odin go and visit them, too? He visited them. Well, yeah, them. but so I would. They we just talked. We just talked about the gods go into the branches of Yggdrasil to help to hold their things. Yeah. So. so I mean, I would say I would say they're still denizens of it because they're still involved with Yggdrasil and existing inside of it or in it or around it. Around it. So I would say they're still denizens of it. So we did have that question the other day, and it's it's kind of cool to see this come full circle. You guys didn't get to hear it, but the question that I had was: Is Yggdrasil in its own plane of existence? Or is it in every plane of existence? And we kind of got an answer by doing more research. And that's the great thing about our religion is the more research that you do, the more questions you get. Religion answered. of homework. Religion of homework. Um, but uh, Yggdrasil does reside in its own realm. It just so happens that that realm is outside of all the other realms. It's, it is it is rooted in Ginnungagun. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah. our entire, the big cosmic tree. Yeah, love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Here's so 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 here's something for you guys to chew on, like to think about, and, like question with our theology. If Midgard is part of Idrisil, and like our our plane of existence resides in Yggdrasil, is Midgard just Earth, or is it the entire plane of existence as we know it? Does that include like our solar system? Does that include our cosmos? I, I think about this all the time. Every time I go outside at night, I look up. I That's a that's... mind cruncher for you because, like, we now have the technology where we can hop in a fucking rocket ship and fly to the moon. Uh-huh. So, like, obviously, if we flew out to the moon and we turned around and looked and there was a big-ass tree holding everything together, we would know. Right. But if it is outside of our observable universe, we wouldn't have any fucking clue. And I just, I, I, like so I here's hoping that one day the Hubble Space Telescope just kind of like bumps into a wall or something out there and can't go any further. <laughs> thousand years, like, hey, is that a, is that a tree limb? What is that? That's a big <laughs> fucking leaf, bro. <laughs> Why is this scroll calling me the C word? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that uh, I think that I think that covers. I think that covers everything. It covers everything that we started wanting to talk about. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So great. Sweet. Great. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantabulous. Fantastic. Um, anyone want to do closing remarks about certain things that we've learned? Uh, I am going to put on here like uh, an option for, for, for messages to be um, sent in to us. So like if people want to add to it, they can like send us in messages and we can just cover those in like a part two. I would love that. But, like if we missed something or yeah, we, we missed- might, we might like, we might bounce back at a later date and do another episode about Yggdrasil just to cover stuff that we have learned since this episode. And I mean, we're still going to go, I mean, we can always episode by episode go over the actual 
realms. And oh, dude, we could just yeah. structure our podcast episodes based off your yourself, like an all thing. Oh, where like you cover old business and then you cover new business and then you leave it open at the end for 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 further remarks. I like that. Pretty, that'd be pretty that'd be cool. Fun. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. Audience involved. Yeah. Like, um, you actually missed this part. Unequivocally fucking bus. Okay, cool. So in closing, uh, I do want to put out there, we will be getting YouTube videos put up. Uh, we're going to be, uh, as of right now, what we'll do is we'll just like put our podcast episodes up on there so you guys can listen to them on YouTube as well. Um, but eventually I want to get a hold of like an animator or something and have somebody actually like animate our our uh, podcast, kind of like what uh, Markiplier does with his. Uh, where it's like the actual like animated just like three dudes sitting around a table talking um but like we're gonna do like little animated videos to go with our podcasts eventually um this coming gathering we've got um we've got uh winter nights winter nights coming up um so we're gonna we're gonna be doing a really big gathering for winter nights it's gonna be really shamanic we're doing like kind of a shamanic how costume many, contest how many people do we have signed up to go to that 25 25 25 really, people have really said yes epic. it's gonna be our biggest gathering today <laughs> like our last gathering was 21 people mm-hmm. uh this one's gonna be 25 members this is not counting those members who are bringing their spouses mm-hmm. uh who's who are not like actual or members just, or they're or the ones oh, bringing their and, kids and the guests that wanted to come and see how we did so our stuff yeah, yeah yeah uh the the two chieftains aren't coming until ostara they're, they're gonna come to our star our ostara celebration that's but, awesome but yeah no it's that, gonna uh, be pretty it'll sad. Be, it'll, sad. Be, it'll be an Ostara. No, Budvar's uh, not gonna come. Stop with the puns. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be the chieftain of Vagersleta oh, and the chieftain of Tearskin Kindred. Uh, that's great though. Yeah. <coughs> Speaking of uh, Gothi Budvar, uh, I do want to just close the podcast off with: Yes, we are getting our own YouTube going. But uh, I do want to direct you guys over to another educational YouTube that like really has helped me and Gothi Cody and a lot of our members within our kindred and within the Norse community, uh, Gothi Bodvar uh, with the Northwoods Kindred. So go on YouTube, type in the Northwoods Kindred and he'll pop up. He has got some amazing content on there for beginner heathens, uh, heathens that are like in the process of learning that have been practicing for a decent amount of time. Um like he's just he he covers all bases and he's got like videos of his gatherings and stuff at the same time. So uh, it's he's just a really great resource uh, and he actually has a Discord. Uh, so his his Discord link will be in uh, the description of like his newer videos uh, and on his TikTok. So make sure you guys go over there and give him a follow, give him a couple of views, and like you know check out his content because he's a lot of likes. He's got a good stuff. He deserves all those likes. A lot of good stuff. So all right. I think we're calling tonight. Oh, yeah, very much so. Thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.